Hello, welcome everybody to Primetime Kansas City. It is playoff football time. We're going to go over week 18, all the shit that went down. Go over a wild card weekend. Unfortunately, the Chiefs are needing to play in that game. Race for the 10th seed as usual. And we'll get into our other shenanigans later into the episode. But let's go ahead and get started with week 18. The Chiefs beat the all Broncos. All the shit that went on. Yeah, all the shit that went on. I mean, it was a it was a kind of a crazy week. Probably the craziest week of the season. Um, Chiefs beat the Broncos 28-24. Whoever wants to go ahead and take it away, thoughts on the game. What a whack-ass game. Weird. Um, I was not too thrilled with it. I can't, I can't lie. I don't think anyone really was. It could have been a lot worse, and we got the win at least. And, you know, for a second on Sunday, I thought we might have the one seed. But at the end of the day, um, kind of concerning that we let Drew Locke run all over us like that. That was pretty rough. Um, but overall, you know what, uh, we, we could have been worse. I'll take the win big plays, uh, down the stretch. Uh, basically, I mean, we were going to lose at a certain point. You think if they score that touchdown before the fumble happens, then you know what? It's an entirely different game. The chiefs have to go get that touchdown and a two organically. And that was something they didn't really seem to be uh, inclined to do at that point in the game. So nerve wracking, but it could have been worse. I'll take the win. Jackson, does Alvy sound like a robot to you? Not really. He sounds fine to me. Uh, sounds okay, well, just that's like my him, connection. his old pissing self. Uh, Josh, what do you think All right, of the game? So yeah, it's my connection. All right, Chiefs game, if you guys can hear me fine. Yeah, we're, I can hear you fine. You're coming through. Uh, Yeah, this is worrying. We are back into week one through seven kind of Chiefs form where we're getting narrow wins. We're not really showing what we're really capable of. And that's really comes down to our defense. I mean, the fact that we let Drew Locke run against, like, run over us, yeah. is embarrassing. So, it's 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 a it's a something to be worried about for sure. Because if Drew Locke can do it, then that means Ben Roethlisberger can do it. No, no, that's actually no, not true. See, I think that's not true at all. Yeah. Now he can't run the ball. Eight. But if, a Joe but, Burrow, okay, a Derek Carr, a Tannehill could run on us, sure. But Ben is the equivalent of. Let me say this. Yeah, go ahead. Drew Locke can make it a game with us. I think Ben Roethlisberger can at least have somewhat of a game with us. Potentially. Uh, Denver like, played us tough Steelers twice this year, to 12 honest, and a half. They played us tough twice. They played us tough with Bridgewater. I mean, obviously they've got a new regime coming in, but Fangio has a, had, had a pretty solid defense there. The defense, though, I agree. It's concerning. Um, you look at you know the Bengals game. They got absolutely torched. The Chargers game in Los Angeles, they didn't play particularly very well. You know, they still gave up, what, 28 points in that game, which isn't terrible, but still not like the stretch that they did have. Really the only game. No, that wasn't a good game. That was. Really the only game that they've had uh, that has been good defensively is the Pittsburgh game recently. And it's going to be tough to duplicate that performance. Pittsburgh really shot themselves in the foot that game. You know, the, the flea flicker interception to start. Deontay Johnson fumbling the ball without being touched. Like, some stuff in that game just is bound not to happen again for Pittsburgh. So, it will be tough uh, to beat them again the same way you beat them in Week 16 or 15. Yeah. All right, so yeah. Pi- pivoting from that, um, we had Cowboys-Eagles, Cowboys 51, Eagles 26. There's really nothing in that game. Those two games, honestly... Uh, if we weren't Chiefs fans, that would have been a boring game. But then Sunday came around, and I gotta say, I appreciate the effort Davis Mills and the Texans gave us, but the Titans got the one seed. 
Yeah, look at it. When it comes down to it, we you can't ask for the Texans to beat the Titans to get the one seed. You need to do it yourself, and we couldn't this year. And, I mean, that's what happens. We've been the two seed before, and we made we won the Super Bowl. So With a bye, though. That's yeah, the difference. That is one thing. That is, that is the important thing. Yeah, because now <laughs> – and when we were the two seed, we got pretty lucky because Baltimore lost, and we got to host the AFC Championship game. Not sure those variables will play out again, but you know. Regardless. I think if we do make the AFC Championship game, I do think it will be in Kansas City. And we'll we'll get into our playoff predictions later into the episode. But yeah, that other than that, that's basically a lot to say about that game. Davis so Mills, I have though. Say, yeah, go ahead. I have one last thing about the Chiefs Broncos. Yeah, it's special teams report, Alvy. This is a question to you. Special team efficiency, rank check in. Through the regular season, where do you think the Chiefs ranked? And do you believe it was higher or lower than last year? I'll take a guess at this as well because I have mm, no idea. It's interesting, and I'll be honest. I got no idea. But I'm going to go ahead and say, because I have no clue like how other teams do special teams. I don't really pay attention to the I can to the guarantee you they're not worse than the Packers. I can guarantee that without even looking. I'm going to put them um, in this. Does this include Kicker? This includes yeah. every facet of special teams. Yeah, it's okay. special teams. But I'm going to say 10th. 10th? I'm going to go a little lower. Higher or lower than oh, go ahead. last year? I'll say higher. I'm going to go 17th, and I'm going to say lower than last year. We were third. What? Okay. So, yeah, I'm putting too much into punting because obviously, like, we had an insane kicking year. Efficiency, was... This is what efficiency is. EPA divided by P, comma, garbage time down weighted. Okay. Got, okay. That makes I, – I can see that then because, look, I, I think a point that I really want to make is as much as Chiefs fans have been pissed at Harrison Bucker <laughs> for whatever reason or another – Oh my goodness, he was impeccable this year. Hopefully it can Oh yeah, no, he was good this year. Yeah. Because no. I mean, I think outside of Justin Tucker, there's no one better. Probably the most reliable, yeah. yeah. And is is Tucker even better too? Like yeah, that's no, better. yeah. Tucker missed Tucker's kicks better. this year, but like Tucker's better. Tucker is better. I guess when you talk about being up, I mean anybody that can hit from sixty six like that. We'll see though. I mean, I think Bucker can hit from sixty seven. Bucker hit from sixty seven in practice with a okay, with like a rushing him. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways. I know, but we're talking in a practice of the full thing. I mean, look, it's in his bag. Like we have to give him at least credit for that. Okay, but no, I, I'm sorry. I just had to put that out there since it is play. It's one of the last few special reports, yeah. special teams report. Now there is. Uh, another website that I just looked up while we were doing the podcast that factors in different things and has Kansas City ninth. So there's a little bit of, uh, huh, interesting. I, I guess it just depends on oh, who you're talking They're, Last year we were 12th. So. Chiefs were 11th in field goal percentage this year. So that's Okay, Elliot Fry screwed that up. That's true. Extra point attempts. They, they were really good in extra points. Opponent field goals. They were really, so they were really solid this year. Baltimore was yeah, first. Final, did Bucker even miss like that many extra points this year? I think he missed a missed couple. Three. three they started in. out kind of shaky and then figured it out as we went on. He missed one versus the Raiders, I remember. But other than that, I think he's pretty solid. Harrison Butker went... Let me pull it up real quick. He was solid all season. And that's, you know, honestly, he's the best kicker left in the day. He was... Uh, shit. Which matters. 40, 47 of 49. For extra points. 
Yes, and he was 25 of 28. I mean, that's just like, if you're 47 for 49 on extra points in today's era, that means you would have been perfect in the old era of extra points. Yeah, I, I mean, was going to say, think about it this way. It's harder Since now. 2017, Butker has missed 15 extra points. He's fine, and it, like we said, I, he's the best kicker left, and which is a big deal. With two of them being blocked. But we'll move on from that. Um, Chiefs are actually better at special teams than I realized, so that's a good thing, I guess. I guess Townsend just has left a sour taste in my mouth since the Super Bowl. Oh, if it's a Super Bowl and yeah. we need a punter, we're fucked. <laughs> and I yeah. didn't know he had a brother. Like, when his brother came in and punted while Townsend was out, or Tommy was out. I'm still convinced out. that was Tommy Townsend, and they just Yeah, like, what the hell? But they just popped up with another one? Whatever. But uh, moving on through some other Sunday's action, Lions beat the Packers 37-30, sabotaged themselves out of the first pick. Browns beat the Bengals 21-16. The Fire Bowl, Vikings and Bears, Vikings win 31-17. Both teams fired their head coach and GM. I know we agree on the Bears doing this. Would you have fired Zimmer and uh, the GM if you were the Vikings? Maybe. I don't know about the GM, but Zimmer, yes. All Zimmer's done for you in eight years is get you to the NFC Championship because of a lucky-ass throw. Yeah. Yeah, and he, other than that, he's and that was one of the only three times he got you to the playoffs in eight years. Yeah. That's not enough for the Vikings when you have talents like Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins isn't great, but I think Kirk he Cousins can get, is he pretty can damn win. good. I, I he can win say. you a playoff game. I he that's the type of quarterback he is. And I'm just saying, you missed the playoffs play. in a year. Cousins threw 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions. There's a problem, and. To be a defensive head coach and have a terrible defense back-to-back years, I do I do agree they made the right decision there. Obviously, we all agree the Bears made the right decision. I was a little surprised. I was a tad surprised they fired Ryan Pace. Do you think that says anything? And I'm not just saying this because we discourse about this a lot. But do you think that says anything about Justin Fields? Uh, what do you mean? No. Does Fields have anything to say? No, Does I'm saying like, you gave Ryan Pace three quarterbacks. You gave him three chances. Mike Glennon was an epic fail. Trubisky was an epic fail. And then he takes Fields. I I just, I guess what I'm asking is, why fire Pace now and not last year? Because did the Bears do anything this year that we didn't expect them to? Is 6-11 and 11 much worse than we thought? No. To me, I get firing Nagy, but Pace, why would you let him pick your future quarterback in April if he was one mediocre slash bad season away from getting canceled. I mean, isn't that what happened with Mahomes? Different reasoning for that. And Brett Veach was more influential in the pick. John Dorsey yeah, got fired because he was absolutely dreadful at using at cap space and was really kind of disrespectful towards players like Jeremy Macklin. But whatever. Yeah. It's just a hypothetical. Um, Washington, 22, Giants, 7. Joe Judge, as of the last hour, has been fired. Uh, he lasted a full two years. John's coach of the year is gone. <laughs> uh, when, when you QB sneak on a third and nine from your own five, that's a fireable offense. So good. I, I think next year they, we have to name the coach of the year award, the Joe judge award, <laughs> the Joe judge coach of the year award. Biggest surprise of the day. Probably the biggest surprise of the season. The Jaguars 26 Colts 11. What the hell happened to Indy? You want to know an interesting stat? Is if it, you bet if you bet Jags money line $100 every single game of the year, mm-hmm. you would come out in the season plus $134. That shows how bad they are. That's actually it impressive. That, that's what I wanted to show. Because I I know I was I didn't do it, but I always looked at it and they were like plus 800 versus the Bills when they beat them on the money line. 
So that that that's interesting. Okay, here's a question though. You're you're Indianapolis. You just finished nine and eight. You needed to win one of your last two games, including a home game versus the Raiders in a road game in Jacksonville to make the playoffs, and you don't. What do you do? Do you can right? Do you get rid of Wentz? No. What do you do? No. No, you I just look, go again. I think you go again. This this Colts team is good. They didn't. But they Wentz couldn't isn't. finish the games. Okay, but I don't think. They've already wasted a first-round pick on him. They're going to give him another year because you've seen what he can do with Wright. He's he's an MVP. He could be an MVP-type candidate. I get injuries have happened, but Carson Wentz did show good signs of good football. He just couldn't do it all in a season. And to be honest, when you look at it, is this Wentz's first healthy season? Like, and, and it was he a long didn't even season. Play the whole season. Actually, I think he did. Yeah, I think he, he did. Actually, did this he didn't time. miss a single game. He did get COVID, so like, but he was able to come back and play. So exactly. He, so like, yeah. I mean, I look, think I I don't think they a, should fire. This is a long rebuild. I don't think they should fire Frank Reich. I agree with that, but I wouldn't really be shocked if they tried to get off of Carson Wentz just because. Like, let me say this: if, if they did Kirk Cousins for Carson okay. Wentz, I wouldn't be shocked. Kirk Cousins is a, and I'm not kidding, a vastly better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they went after a quarterback like that, but I don't see them drafting. Yeah, a quarterback. I don't see. Yeah. That's what you're asking. No, they, well, they but can't. They don't have a first round pick. Yeah, but the problem with all of this is just that, like, it it's so hard to upgrade from Carson Wentz. Like, there's not a it big is. option for someone that doesn't have great draft capital. So, yeah. In I mean, hindsight, going back to last offseason, Phillip Rivers retires. You get one of these two options. You sign Andy Dalton to the contract the Bears did, a one-year, $4 million deal, or you do what they did for Wentz. Which one would you have done? Do it with Wentz. you got to sign Wentz. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Look, if you just don't freaking blow it to Jacksonville, you're in the NFL playoffs. Who knows what happens? Yeah, we wouldn't be having I'm this conversation. Really, if I mean, that's true. The but, I mean, it's one of the worst losses that organization's ever had. That's, yeah, yeah, but like, really, Andy Dalton? Like, if they did that, people would be like, why are they not trying? Like, they're. Yeah, but you said to look at it this way. Like I said about the Chiefs, it's not one game. They've started 0 and 3 and 1 and 4. Like, they got they dug themselves into the hole into this hole. They couldn't get themselves out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They made it hard for themselves from the early part of the year. I mean that that's an important thing. I think you give them a full season, they'll very they very well could be in next year. And if they're not, that's the problem with the NFL. Like move on and do what? Like it, yeah. and their their really, really good O line was never hundred percent healthy the whole year. Yeah, I mean they uh they're going to have to make some changes this offseason. I don't know what they're going to do, but they do need to do something. They better not change that defense because they have one hell of a defense. They might need to change defensive coordinators. That might be something they do because I know Colts fans do not like the guy they currently have, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Steelers beat the Ravens 16-13 and what a game we thought was going to be meaningless ended up being the game that got Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Uh, Ravens start 8-3. and three. Those injuries caught up. They finish 8-9. and nine. Saints beat the Falcons 30-20. That game ended up being completely meaningless. Bills beat the Jets 27-10. Huge game. Unbelievable game. The Niners come back to beat the Rams 27-24. The first time ever Sean McVay has led at halftime and lost the game. Do you guys think the 49ers could be a sneaky team in the NFC playoffs? What do you classify as sneaky? I mean, do you think they could go on the road this week, beat Dallas, and go on a run? Yes. I think they can make the NFC championship game. So you think they could go into Green Bay and win too? I did. 
Are they the seventh seed? They're the six. I mean, unless you think Philly beats Tampa, they'd have to go to Green yeah. Bay. But no, I truly do think, yeah. I do too. And the and the Rams backed their way into the division title because the Cardinals lost 38-30 to the Seahawks. I got to be honest. The Cardinals are probably a one-and-done team. They look terrible. Yes. They've looked horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like... It, it's got to kill them that if they beat Seattle, they won that division, and they couldn't do it. Obviously, going into the day, into the day, they didn't really think that that option was going to be possible because they probably figured the Rams would beat the 49ers, especially when they got up seventeen nothing. But yeah, ouch! To lose a game to what Seattle. See? Seahawks finished seven and ten with that win. Like Seattle had nothing to play for, and you got beat. Not a good look. Let me look up something real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Dolphins beat the Patriots 33-24 to to finish the season. Got to get your guys' opinions on this because this one pissed me off. Why I want to talk about something the hell real quick. did the Dolphins fire Brian Flores? Yeah, well, what? I have no clue. That doesn't make any sense to me. Look, and you know what? We just talked about it with uh, Mike uh, – not Mike Reich, Frank Reich. Like, you – oh, God, I can't even put it in. There's so – Many bad coaches in the NFL. Why would you take the risk that you're going to hire a garbage one when you already have a pretty good one that doesn't really have like a great offense to work no. on? I mean, their whole strategy was don't turn the ball over. Like, ah, uh, I don't get it. Good, <laughs> they're going to have fun. He'll end up somewhere. Coach. I promise you. Brian Flores will be a head coach this cycle. I mean, he'll get a job. Do they not remember that Adam Gase was their coach at one point? Like, hey, don't talk I, bad about Adam Gase. I will always stand behind him. No, he I, got I them to the playoffs. Yeah, okay, whoopty freaking do. Yeah, um, whoopty flipping do with Brian I mean, Flores couldn't do it and he got fired. So, Brian Flores kind of got screwed. He went 10 and 6 and missed the playoffs, which in almost every other year you get it. 9 and 0 against teams that had a quarterback with the letter O in their last name. Interesting. And then they go 9 okay. and 8 this year. Look, but going through the timeline, it makes zero sense what the Dolphins did. So they brought him in in 2019 and Brian Flores didn't do this. The front office intentionally tanked. Everybody could see it. It wasn't hard to tell. They got rid of Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. They traded Minka Fitzpatrick. They put together a roster that absolutely stunk. And Brian Flores somehow got five wins out of that roster. That's 2019. 2020, they go 10-6, and six, switching between Fitzpatrick and Tua, who both struggled that year. And then this year, they start 1-7, and seven, go 9-8. and eight. Are you telling me that you blew up the roster in 2019 and by 2021, you expect it to be a contender? Like, that's just such an unrealistic expectation. I don't get what they're doing. Yeah, no, I don't get it either. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page here because I think that this is stupid. It doesn't he, really make a ton of Oh, it's a stupid firing. He's going like, to get a head coaching job. Like that, I think the Bears hire him. Who? The Bears. They haven't even interviewed. They Apparently, they're really close to hiring somebody, and he's not even in the conversation. But, uh, yeah, that's that's bizarre. Uh, Bucks beat the Panthers 41-17. I, I do have one thing. Yeah. Uh, two games ago, talking about the Seahawks, yeah. do we think that was Russell Wilson's last game as a Seahawk? That's, that's tough. I mean, it very well could have been. I, but, I think I think he comes back. But it really yeah, just I depends. Because the problem with all this is that it's going to have a super high asking price, and I don't know if people yeah. are going to want to pay it. The other thing you have to remember is that he's low key old. Like he's uh not low key. He's like thirty four. He is thirty three. Yeah, he'll be thirty four in November. So he, yeah, I mean that's true. I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled a Rogers though and just demanded a trade and just didn't show up. He did I, last year. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he did it. I mean, I don't know. It's a lot going down in Seattle. They need to make a lot of decisions because, yet again, they don't have a first-round pick. Not that they used them correctly anyway, but, yeah, that, that front office has been making some terrible decisions, hence why they're in, out of the playoffs now. Um, and then the game of the year, the Raiders 35, the Chargers 32. I don't even know how to explain anything that happened in this game. If you didn't this watch it. the biggest what-if game. That's, if, you, that's if you didn't watch it, it's impossible to really explain correctly. Uh, but Brandon Staley, do you guys think he made a mistake by calling that timeout? Because I've seen people saying, yes. well, that okay. timeout didn't but change anything. Can we anything? How he went for it on 4th and 1 from his own 18? <laughs> John, we talked about this on my other podcast. We did. Like week we three did. or week we four. And I said, this shit is cute right now. It's cute. Going for it. Everybody loves it when you're getting it. But that tide will flip, and you're going to start missing those, and everyone's going to hate you. Look what happened. Look. It's completely inexcusable that you have Justin Herbert at quarterback. You've got the offensive pieces you do with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Uh, Not a terrible offensive line. You know, an okay defense. You got Bosa and Derwin James. You can't miss the playoffs, especially with seven seeds. Like, it can't happen. And forget that loss. You lost to the Texans. Like, those things can't happen. Yeah, losing to the Texans is the big one. I mean,. Look, people want to point at like the the going forward on fourth against the Chiefs or whatever. Like nothing compared to um, losing to the Texans. I mean no. that insanity. And, uh, and oh, honestly, like most of the fourth downs he went on, he went for with the Chiefs game, the second one where we won, uh, were understandable at least. You know, it they're on Kansas City side of the field. You know, it makes sense if you don't get it, make the Chiefs drive the length of the field. Yeah, and. I mean, isn't that kind of the thing? Like, don't you do that against the Chiefs? Like, that's yeah. But <laughs> just kind of how fourth the NFL and one works. at your own eighteen-yard line. Not only do it, you go for it, you run it up the middle. Like, it's just so bizarre. And I get yeah, it. Everyone's it, like, "Well, if it would have worked, nobody would have said anything about it." And but I'm it, sorry, but I don't have any patience for one yard or less. One yard or less. No patience for doing anything but a QB sneak because yeah. it's statistically the highest success thing. If you want to use the math as an explanation to go for it on fourth down yeah. repeatedly, yeah. then when it is super short, you should be QB sneaking. Yeah, that's that's a good point, John, because it's the most efficient play in the history of the NFL. And really, there's only one documented occurrence in the modern day of a good quarterback tragic. getting yeah. hurt by one. Yeah. So and it's when you just, look at it, ridiculous. when you look at it, you make a great point because these coaches, especially Staley and like Harbaugh, get up there and they go, well, the analytics said to do this. Well, they completely ignored the analytics there because analytics say QB sneak mm-hmm. works more than any other play. So don't get up there and defend your decisions mm-hmm. by saying, oh, I, analytics, I'm into analytics. Like, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, especially and, just the situations that they're in. I mean, it's the most devastating play. You literally get to lay on top of a 300-pound yeah. man. And, and usually they don't want to like go in hard at quarterbacks. It's, no. just, it's a mess. It, There's a thing the called... There's a thing that people no, refer to in the NFL now, and it's like analytics and then there's manalytics. And you can't put 53 actual real people and treat them like a computer. You can't treat them like a, a formula. You know, There is something about the game where you have to look at it and say, look, if we don't get this, this is going to demoralize this team. Like, This is a short field. These guys are worn out. These guys are going to get like the momentum shift in this game that analytics cannot do anything about, cannot really like uh, measure, is going to completely flip the script. And so I feel like when you're looking at it, yes, 
analytically, maybe going forward on fourth and one QB sneak there is the right decision. But when you look at it from like a real person perspective, the amount of momentum and the amount, just how deflating it is to not get that at your own 18 is something that analytics cannot measure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, look, I think I'm one into, I mean, obviously there's an argument. It also can't measure the benefit of converting that, maybe getting points out of it. Right. But the point just stands at this point that, look, the Chargers overall, I think some of the blame goes to Staley, some of it goes to the team, but across the board, failure by everybody. Yes. I mean, just unbelievable to lose to the Raiders, to miss the playoffs. That's horrific. Um, it was so, yeah. bad. It, it was absolutely terrible. But uh, that that's it for the NFL regular season. I mean, that felt like it went by in a flash, but we are officially done with that, and we're on to the postseason before we get on to postseason talk, I wanted to talk about the head coaching vacancies and maybe the potential you know, guys that would go there. So starting off with the Bears. Obviously, this is a situation where they believe to have their young franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. If you're the Chicago Bears, who's the guy you're looking at? Brian Flores. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh wait, sorry. I I got sidetracked that you were talking about replacing the quarterback. No, 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 no. Head coach. So My bad. Think... That's on me. That was a brain fart. So um, right. So right now, apparently, Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers' offensive coordinator, is a guy on their list. Um, so basically, Aaron Rodgers. Basically, yeah. Denver also wants that guy for obvious reasons, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I've seen him. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though, and yeah. this is, like, going to be maybe controversial, but, like, there are a lot of worse hires than Mike Zimmer. Like, yeah, he's not the worst guy in this pool, to be honest with you, because I don't know if he's going to get looks, but, like, someone's going to hire Doug Peterson. Maybe, like, yeah. I don't Here's know a question. about that. If he decides to go pro again, where does Jim Harbaugh end up? Who's the best fit for Jim Harbaugh? I mean – Probably Chicago, right? You think? Like, yes. I would yes. like the Raiders. Maybe you can say, yeah, Raiders I think would fit him well. I think either of those two. I think that those are just kind of teams that match his persona a little bit too. I've also seen so. the Jaguars as a team, but I don't know if he'd be interested Hell in no. The Jaguars wouldn't. are actually threatening to get worse than they were. Well, they let's have, go to Jacksonville. Nobody. They have interviewed Bill O'Brien for the job, which if you watched the <laughs> national championship game last night, Bill O'Brien couldn't even call a college offense correctly. That shit was terrible. Um, is he a college coach now? He's the he's the Alabama offensive coordinator, and my God, oh, is he brain really? dead when it comes to the red zone. That was just horrific. Bama fans hate that man's guts. I, all I saw over the timeline is that they were hoping he'd get a head coaching job so he'd leave. Um, but, yeah, you got that. And now with the Giants job open – Granted, there's nothing really attractive there. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have a great team, but you are New York. So I think you could see a guy there. Do you guys think Matt Nagy gets You're a chance? You're actually New Jersey. Oh, well, Matt Nagy no. will be an offensive coordinator. He could be. I could to see, be I, honest, I could see would you be upset if Eric Bannemi gets hired and we hire Matt Nagy to be the no. offensive coordinator? <laughs> no. He's probably Absolutely a better coordinator, not. although he's kind of a dumb play caller. Like, but maybe. Oh, we, so you, would, you wouldn't mind it? I don't here's want the deal. He's never going to call plays. He didn't call plays for us, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, he really he did? He okay. was our OC. I, I know, but so is Biennemi. And Biennemi calls plays. No, he doesn't. And he calls plays. Not all the time. 
You can I mean, and you can tell when the enemy is calling plays. It's a complete difference. It feels like I can tell the difference between Reed's calls and the enemy's calls. I mean, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so if you are a head coach and you are prestige like Jim Harbaugh, maybe Brian Flores, out of every opening, which is most attractive and why? I don't know. Uh, there, none of them are very. I'd attractive. say Minnesota. I guess that's yeah, I mean, the Vikings. You got, got you got stuff in quarterback. Kirk Cousins. You got Justin Jefferson. Calvin they haven't Cook. shown it. There's defensive talent there. They they've got talent on that defensive side of the football. Uh, yeah, they do. Granted, you don't have a young quarterback that's like developing. You've probably reached the peak of what Kirk Cousins will be, but especially if Rodgers leaves the Packers, that division is terrible. So yeah. to me, that's yeah. one that's very attractive. I also think, you know, if they could get their shit together at quarterback, Denver's a great job they go to. If they could get yeah. a quarterback, they're set up for success immediately. The only job on the market right now that I look at and I'm like, you would have to be like crazy to take is probably the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also the Jaguars. I, think, I, I, I say this. I don't think the Dolphins will be good next year. I think Brian Flores understood yeah. the team and understood the objective. I and think, with the team they have, they're not 9-8 and eight potential unless they have a good head coach. So I don't think it's smart unless you have a good head coach taking the Miami Dolphins job. I think you might see Deshaun Watson with the Dolphins, though. I think that's a possibility. No, and that's why Brian Flores was That's, that's why, why he was fired. Because no, that's why he took the job, I thought. There is a lot of speculation but one of the rumors is brian flores was big on deshaun watson getting deshaun watson wasn't a huge tua fan and the gm who picked tua really doesn't want to admit he's wrong about tua doesn't want to say like oh well i messed that pick up already and so basically became a power struggle and so one guy's on top of the food chain over the other and he cut flores out because he wanted tua flores didn't that's one of the speculations as to why flores got fired um, and if that's the case, good luck, Miami. <laughs> good luck. Uh, I wish you the best because that's going to get ugly. All right, let's pick some playoff games. Let's Come do on. it. All right, so starting off in the wild card round, the first wild card game of the weekend on Saturday at 3.30, we've got the Vegas Raiders heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Spread is Cincy minus 5.5, and, and as we discussed last week, we're going to pick every game and every playoff spread. So, who wants to go first? Raiders, Can't wait Bengals. to keep track of this shit. Raiders, Bengals. Anybody got an opinion, or do I need to start? Who's starting? I usually go last, so Jackson, I'll go. Yeah, you you go first. It doesn't really matter though. But it doesn't. But we'll just, uh, man, this wait, is a tough. Are we one. picking? Are we picking lines, or are we just picking money line? Lines. Lines. We're picking lines. All right, give um, me one second. Yeah, let John fire it up. I'll preview the matchup while he's doing that. No, uh, okay. I need I a can, line, too. Yeah, you can go ahead, too. I don't care. No, way. I need lines when you say it, too. Well, it's Bengals five minus five and a half right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I got to be honest. This game, to me, could be an upset. I, at least two played earlier in the season since he kind of dominated them late in that game in Vegas. But the Raiders, man, they just have like this – I don't know. They just have this thing going for them right now. I don't know what it is. I think that they have – I'm going to go Raiders plus five and a half, and I'm going to pick the Cincinnati Bengals to win by a field goal. I think Burrow, just too dynamic. Uh, 
the Bengals' offense is just too good, but I do think the Raiders keep this close. I'm also going Raiders plus five and a half, and I do think the Bengals win. Yeah, no, I'm just... Raiders plus five and a half, Raiders win. Okay. <laughs> I'm deliberate on this one because I think the Bengals are going to win, but I really also want to take plus five and a half. But both <laughs> of y'all took it, so I'm going to take Cincy minus five and a half because I think I will it's say this. Like, I could either see it Raiders winning barely, or I could truly see a Bengals blowout, and I wouldn't be shocked with either case. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the Bengals is they kind of play that. They basically dare you to throw the ball, yeah. and they want to get in a basketball game. Yeah. So it's yeah. I will say, like Burrow, and I know this isn't necessarily a hot take, but there's just like very few quarterbacks I trust with the game on the line. Like I trust Joe Burrow. That guy just has a confidence to him that is just. You can't teach that shit. Like, go back to LSU. That guy just – it feels like every time you need a big throw, that guy comes through. And so I do think oh, Cincinnati yeah. wins. He's he's definitely one – I mean, like him, Mahomes. I mean, definitely Rodgers to some extent. Yeah. It's – yeah, you it's ridiculous. They're, yeah, just – it's hard to explain, but he is just so good. Um, so moving on to the night game on Saturday. Third time we're seeing this matchup this year. New England heads to Buffalo. Uh, Bills are minus four. And Ooh, I got minus a, four. It was four and four and a half. Yes, last night. I'm seeing minus four currently, and I love Buffalo minus four in this game. Mac Jones, the last four or five games, has really turned into a rookie. Once you know they've given up points. I saw this. Mac Jones, seven of New England's ten wins this year, they've held people under 14 points. Like. You're not doing that versus Buffalo. Like you did that in that crazy weather game. It's not happening again. So I do think the Bills win this game. They're more dynamic. And Mac Jones, a rookie in his first playoff start on the road. I don't trust it. Give me Buffalo. All right. In Buffalo, New York, the high will be 10 degrees with a low of one. That's playoff football. Mac Jones loves cold weather. So does Bill Belichick. Uh, you just took Josh Allen over Bill Belichick in the playoffs. I'm not I did. doing that. Yeah, but me, you, also took, you also are taking Mac Jones over Josh Allen. Don't forget that. I know I am, but I think Bill Belichick over Sean McDermott. Isn't that right, Sean McDermott? Sean McDermott, yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah. look, you saw what happened Bill when the elements the weren't completely wild, and Buffalo went into New England on the day after Christmas and just beat the hell out of New England for the most part. So okay, well it's gonna be fucking freezing. So I mean, they're not in the, the best cold. condition. It's like, it's if as long as it's not windy and snowing like it was on that Monday night game, I feel confident in Buffalo. It's twenty mile per hour winds. I mean, we'll see. I I just don't think. I just I just came up with that. I don't know. How I just think that like even if it is wild conditions like that, do we really think New England can win again throwing three times? Like I just don't see it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to agree with that. I'm taking Buffalo. Um, as much as I've been, the New England's going to play the Bucks guy. Um, it looks a lot less like it now, and I'm fine with giving up that hill because I'd frankly love to see that that probably isn't going to happen. So I'll take Buffalo. Uh, in the case that New England wins, though, I think the playoffs get interesting because I think New England versus uh, Tennessee might be the most boring game ever. So it, it, Okay, well, I mean, that's if the Raiders don't win. Well, that's true. That's true. Winner of Saturday, or winner of Buffalo Bills, or winner of Pats Well, I mean, unless the Bills. Chiefs lose, if the Pats win, they're playing the Titans, so. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, no. 
Winner yeah. of Buffalo and Patriots. No. Wouldn't they be coming to here if the no. Raiders won? No, no. No, if the Raiders win, they're playing us. If the Raiders win, they – well, it depends. What, what team are the Raiders? It depends. The Raiders, the Raiders are, the five, are the five. What so, the fuck? Yeah. yeah. The Bengals it, are the four. Which oh. I also do want to say this. Everybody that was like, why didn't they just play for the tie? The the Raiders had an absolutely perfect reason not to play for the tie. It was yes, the difference between just... coming to Arrowhead and going to Cincinnati. Like, that is a huge – you're either going to be the seven yeah. or the five. Like, that, there was a clear reason to win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, there absolutely was. I More so just it, for the meme, man. Like, for the yeah. meme. They And they looked content on tying. That was what was funny. But – you know, whatever. Uh, we go to Sunday, the first game on Sunday. Tom Brady gets to face another shitty NFC East team in the first round. It's the Eagles at the Bucks. Bucks are minus eight and a half. Yeah, I'd give me Tampa. I mean, this is probably not going to be very close. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles plus eight and a half. Um, I'm taking the Eagles I'm, also plus eight and a half. Yeah. The Bucks last year barely beat the football team in the first round. I don't think they beat him by more than eight and a half. They beat him um, by eight. Yeah. So I'm going to say we got a solid chance here at the Eagles keeping it close because, you know, Tom Brady loves a nice shit house playoff win. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Josh, give me the Eagles. Taking plus eight and a half. I, I already. Yeah. Nobody's taking them to win, though. Nobody's right? taking them to okay. win. No. <laughs> okay. Although mobile we're going quarterbacks... off of if you get the pick. If we're, we're going off if you get lines right. Not even like. I know, but I am still Guess. putting in my opinion on games like that's okay. I was just making sure for standings wise, because yeah, yeah. I am this writing game, all this down. Just like this just has a classic NFL wild card feel to it. Three thirty p.m. 49ers at Cowboys. This just has a great feel. Like this feels like the playoffs to me. Uh, the line is currently Dallas minus three. <sighs> I'm going against my better judgment here and taking Dallas minus three. I really, really want to take Niners plus three, but I'm going to take Dallas minus three. Yeah, this is the easiest pick. 49ers. Really? Plus three. So you. Yeah, I'm going 49ers plus three as well. So do you um, both I, think they go in there and win? Yes. Yeah, actually, yes. Believe it or not, as much as that might be insane. That's, that's, that's a. I mean, this is honestly probably to me the closest game on the wild card weekend. I be, think Raiders Bengals is going to be the closest game. That one will be good too. Yeah, but this one I feel like just I, really I, though. Like I mean, I, Vegas has this as the closest game. This is the closest line of the weekend, and basically they're yeah, saying if this was saying. a neutral field, the then it'd be game. even, which I I think is fair. Uh, the Eagles or not the Eagles, the Cowboys are six and five against everybody not in the NFC East, so that would be a strong indication that San Francisco can win this game. But yeah. Um, I'm going to be the lone wolf here, I guess. I'm taking Dallas minus three. Good for you. <laughs> America's um, team. Sunday Night Football. We've got the Steelers heading to Kansas City. The biggest line of the weekend. Might be the biggest wild card line I've ever seen. Chiefs minus 12.5 is what it's currently at. Um, Jesus Christ. It opened up at minus 13. It did open up at minus 13, and I expect this to go down a little bit. But as it sits right now, it's minus 12.5, and... A half, and I'm sorry to do this, but I'm going to take Chiefs minus 12 and a half. I just don't think there's – I don't see a scenario where Pittsburgh can hang with the Chiefs. Big Ben, these last few weeks, when they beat Cleveland and when they beat Baltimore to get in the playoffs, basically just like 
I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like he wasn't even doing anything. He just was like not messing up. That's all he could do. And you're going to have to do a little more than that to beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Revenge game from 2016. I like the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I like the Chiefs um, as well. I am going to take the Chiefs, obviously, minus 12 and a half. Um, because well, I want to piss you guys lost. off. Um, Give me the Steelers. Uh, honestly, in general, I would take plus 12 and a half, but I'm just taking it because screw you guys. Yeah, um, no, I'm taking plus 12 and a half. And that's, that's the logical plus? thing to do because 12 and a half points in a playoff game is a huge spread. No, it is, but you got it's just hard for me given that, you know, we whipped the shit out of them earlier. Um and we were we were not particularly healthy in that game either. Like that's yeah. another thing I think. No so, Kelsey in that game. So Yeah. And uh, Tyree Kill only got two receptions. So like Yeah, and okay, one thing we didn't talk about from the Chiefs is Miko Hardman is inspiring confidence, which is not good. Because I don't he, know why, whatever. So he, but he had, had his had a, first hundred yard day as a pro. And the funny thing was that this is why I'm still not really excited about McCole Hardman is because he's not a receiver. Because out of those 103 yards, four of those yards came past the line of scrimmage. The other... No, that's fine with me. Dude. The other 99 yards came from behind the line of scrimmage. Like, it's he still can't get open across the field, down the field. He's just a gadget player, which if that's fine to use him like that. But Yeah, but if we can get, if we can get production out of him in that way, I oh, don't yeah. really care. Like, that's better than him being, like, not even on special teams doing anything. Like, it's ridiculous. Also, uh, does anybody know which one was the Nickelodeon game? Is that the Monday night game? No, it's uh, 49ers-Cowboys. Okay. I was really hoping it was going to be the Chiefs just because, like, I wanted those to get up big and, like, they slime on Big Ben, but whatever. Um, Okay, so Monday night football. Final game of Wild Card Weekend and the shitty Monday night edition to the Wild Card Weekend. I still don't like it. You got the Cardinals. Thank the Lord it was not us. I was so convinced we were going to get it. I thought it. it would be too. Cardinals at the Rams. Line is Rams minus four. Now, this was my biggest bet of the year earlier in the season, Rams and Cardinals. So I feel obligated to get this right again. Um, y'all can go first. This one's giving me trouble. Really? It's giving you trouble? Um, I'm going Rams minus yeah. four easily. I said to myself I wasn't going to take a bunch of fucking um, favorites because I was reading about how favorites do bad in the playoffs. Um, And now I'm about to pick another one, so I'll take the Rams. Screw it. Everything in my – like every logical thing is telling me Rams plus four or minus four. But I'm going to take Cardinals plus four in this game. And I know it doesn't make any sense because I talk shit on them all podcast, and I have been. I've said they've been playing like trash. But I just feel like they're breaking out this game. I think this comes down to a field goal. So I like that fourth point. And that mainly comes down to Matthew Stafford to me. And I've said this all year, and I caught some slack when they started off really hot. But he's just like – he's just not that elite quarterback. Like I know people want him to be – but he's sloppy with the football, and I feel like, just like last week, the 49ers, he can throw some picks and get the Cardinals back into this game. So we'll see. He's pretty dang average, isn't he? I mean, I, I'd, I'd categorize him above average, but like... Above average, yeah. But, but this like notion coming into the he's season that like... This this notion coming into the season that like, oh, he's he was being held back from Detroit. Detroit. If he wasn't on Detroit, he would be a top 10 quarterback ever. Like, yeah, no, okay, let's pipe down. 
Like, let's calm down. And he's kind of shown that this year. But I do think the Rams win on a field goal. But I love that fourth point. That That's what I really like about this game. Yeah, that's fair. Just just some spread. So there we go. That's wild card, super wild card weekend. Um, yeah, they've added a game to Monday night. I, it's only a matter of time before they do this in the divisional round as well. And I'm going to be very sad. Well, the Super Bowl is coming to ESPN in 2025. So, Oh, my, they better have a good announcing crew by then. That's all I'm going to say. Because no, my Monday Night Football's crew right now. I don't. I think it's fine. I think the the uh, I think Levy is fine, but I think that the other two are. You very, don't like Lewis Reddick? I think Lewis okay. and Brian are pretty pretty Look, meh. The, I think the reason people like them or not necessarily like them, but don't have a problem with them, is just because like the bar was set so low with the previous like Joe Tessitore, yeah, Witten, and Witten and okay, Witten, I like, thought Joe Tessitore honestly got done dirty. Joe Tessitore was fine. It was just um, like a catastrophe. It was so bad with those guys. And well, I yeah, mean, Witten and Booger. We're never like, getting John Booger Gruden back. Like I know, and that's you know, I understand it can never happen. But the best Monday Night Crew was Tariko Gruden and Steve Gruden. Steve, what's his yeah. name? Wojowski, whatever. Levy. The, or I was gonna say Steve Levy. Steve Wojnowski. This was like a long Jaworski. time ago. Wojnor- yeah, Ron Jaworski. Yeah, that crew was awesome. This crew, and they haven't really made it up since, but whatever. That's down the line. This year, actually, I'm very happy with who NBC got it. Love Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth on the call. They're, they're very good. And they've got our game on Sunday night as well. So uh, there's that. Okay, uh, Josh. Yeah, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are garbage. Yeah, Josh, are you ready? Here we go, bitches. Yep, race I'm ready. for the 10. All right, let's race for the 10th seed. Buckle the fuck up or else you're getting lost. Here we go. Coming in at the 13th seed, I think it is their debut. It is the Zion Williamson. He's a bust. He hasn't played at all. He's a 300-pound machine. It is your New Orleans Pelicans coming in at 14 and 26. Coming in at the 12th seed. I don't know how the fuck they fell down here, but the NBA officials fucked them over pretty hard. It is the De'Aaron Fox-led Sacramento Kings. And they're awful. Yes. They are pretty bad. They have lost five in a row. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number 11, I'm going to say it again. How's he a head coach? How's – nope, I'm not going to say how's he alive because that's pretty messed up. But how's he alive? It's Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. Coming in at number 10, Damian Lillard. Is he a bitch? Maybe. Did he say bye-bye, Westbrook, you little bitch? Yes. It is your Portland Trail fucking Blazers. Coming in at number nine, it is America's most hated team. Definitely primetime Kansas City's most hated team. It's your Los Angeles Clippers, led by John Alvey. <laughs> Coming in at number eight, he liked Popeyes. It is Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's not racist. Coming in at number seven, they are still here at number seven. They've been here for the past five fucking weeks. It is LaMickey. LeBron James. Singulous. La Crypto Center. All right. I'm really going to run out of these. They need to get out of this. I can't think of who it was. There you go. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you can scream again. I'm glad you can scream out the the teams. You were being too quiet over. Are you glad that I can scream fuck? (laughs) Yeah. That that does add an element to the podcast that we needed. Um, Fuck. There you go. Does anybody want to talk about the college football championship last night? Any opinions? No. Bryce Young. Nope. Never mind. I'm sorry, he's garbage. He's not any good at football. I completely disagree with that, but that's whatever. Uh, yeah, no, ball season's whatever over. Whatever team is going to be like, we got Bryce Young. Woo! 
and he's gonna be a bust. I promise. Bryce Young will never do anything. Well, Bryce NFL. Young, like I said, uh, I think I sent this in the group chat earlier this year. When we go to the draft in 2023, we'll probably be the first pick. Yeah, and that team's gonna be taking an L. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably gonna happen. So he's. I mean, that's kind of how it's lining up. So that'll be interesting. John can laugh his ass off there whenever they do take Bryce Young, whoever it is. I predict it'll be the Seahawks, but we'll see. Um, okay, I think it's time for D four of the week, and boy, do I have a good one this week. Um, D four of the week, Brandon Staley. He's a little bitch for calling a timeout. He screwed his own team out of the playoffs. Not my fault. It's his fucking fault. Did the math add up in that one, bitch? Yeah, um, I've got a D four of the week. It's Alabama in sports, and I never thought I'd get to do this, but Alabama, number fifteen ranked basketball team in the country, lost to fucking Mizzou in basketball. In 2022. Now that's impressive. That's actually harder to do than beating them by like 60. Like they, that's actually impressive that they found a way to lose to Mizzou. Uh, so they get the first D4 of the week, and then their football team for losing the national championship game also gets the second D4 of the week. Alabama sports D4 of the week. Boy, does that feel good. Yeah, that was mine as well. I hate to say it. I'll be, um, just do just do uh, Tongi. No, I'm not gonna do Tongi. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna diss my guy like that. Come on. I'm not gonna diss my guy like that. All right. Well, and and also the committee kept Alabama as a top twenty-five team. How? I have no fucking clue. But Alabama still. They're still twenty. No, you want to know what it's a disgrace? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma somehow not ranked. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I. Peter Moses kept up like is that, a but... fucking god at coaching. I'm telling you. Oklahoma will be a sleeper team in March Madness if they aren't noticed. John, what were we I'm, in Ken Palm like a while back? What were we? Oh, we were back. Because currently... Wait, I mean, John, this, do you have a Ken Palm account? You don't need one no, to see I it. But, I don't um, know why Jackson thought I would know their Ken Palm. I, oh, I meant to say Josh. That's that's my bad. Josh, what were we in Ken Palm? You said... Like who? Mizzou? Yeah, what was Mizzou? Oh, I was, it was, we were the third to worst in the NCAA net rankings. We've moved up so much, guys. We're 148th, just above UC Riverside. And That's who's awful. below us? Is anybody good? Oh, my God. The team's below us. Oh, there is an SEC team below us, Georgia. They're worse Vanderbilt. than us in Kimpong. Oh, Georgia is Georgia. Holy shit. There is a, they found a team worse than us in the SEC. That's impressive. No, Georgia is way worse. They lost to uh, Ken They're English. They're 210th in Kimpong. Our future head coach. UMKC yeah, is, God, UMKC is 230th, and they beat the piss off of Mizzou. So take this all with a grain of salt. Brazil, yeah, I'm UMKC telling you. beat the piss out of Mizzou. Missouri State is 80th, which is not bad. That's... Brazil will be good at Mizzou. Brazil? All right, whatever. Oh, probably... <laughs> I was getting confused for a second. Uh, yeah, no. Anybody good is going to leave our school. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. I think he'll transfer, unless your name's Kobe Brown. Kobe Brown's staying next year, too. Like That's the crazy thing. Well, he might transfer. No, his brother's here. He's not transferring. Well, if they both transfer. Well, then maybe. Just leaving that out but there. His, but his brother shouldn't even be at Mizzou. Like, I think that's why he's here. So then And Kobe I'm going to soak this in while we can. Currently below us in SEC standings in basketball, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. So... Sucks to yeah, suck. aren't we one to know? Aren't we one to know in SEC standings? One and one because Kentucky beat the dog shit out of us. But that's right. That is to be expected, you know. Um, and actually, I, I looked at this the other day or yesterday. Actually, Alabama has lost three straight years in Missouri. That's yeah. No, Nate Oates has never beat Missouri. Nate Oates has or, never won has in never Missouri. Beat, yeah, he's never won in the state of Missouri. I, I mean, that's pretty sad, especially for a team of that talent. 
But yeah, he's never beat Conzo Martin. Think about it that way. Like, God, do you know how bad you must be? <laughs> well, at I said we'd be lucky to get to ten wins, and we're at seventh. So, I and mean, I said, I said we could get to ten. Well, it's still not going to be easy. There's still, I mean, I guess Georgia. We just be, have to beat Georgia twice and Ah, don't get too ahead of yourself. I'd say we split with Georgia. Uh, and Iowa State is going to beat the brakes off of us. So will Auburn. I'm telling you, Iowa State is this year's Mizzou. They're not good. Well, last year Iowa State was two and twenty-two. Nobody but, from that roster is on this team. It's all out their coach. And look what happened. See how fast it can turn. You could become a good team just like that. But Mizzou and whatever this girl's name is, that is the new athletic director, needs to grow a pair. And uh, even though that kind did of you see Jesse itself, Newell predicted Arkansas's fall. Like, like, just like you did with Mizzou. Bro, this dude predicting everybody's fault. I sent it to you guys, like, a few weeks ago. But, like, this is when Arkansas was ranked, like, number 10 in the nation. He didn't have, he didn't even have them ranked. And someone said, oh, well, is it because he's a KU writer? And then he went, he told us, he told that yeah. person what he told us. And then, literally, they lost three in a row. I'm like, holy fuck, get nulled. Get <laughs> nulled. We're going to turn that into a thing. He just got fucking nulled. Because... If we had to go through that bullshit, then everyone else has to go through that bullshit. I'm on that train, 100%. Like, if you ever see Jesse Newell, like, ranking your team really low, you're fucked. You are just fucked. Yeah, you should, um... Because after he he ranked Mizzou number 25 when we were 10th in the nation, Mizzou won two games. So, take that how you want. Uh, Just one last note before we kind of end this podcast. The MLB... Player Association and uh, Major League Baseball have a bargaining session set for Thursday, and they are potentially coming up with a proposal that would end the lockout. So, uh, I guess good news? I, I don't even know what's going I, on. I think the Royals are going to be a big sack of disappointment this year. I do. What, what's disappointing? What's I, think disappointing? They're gonna, like, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. In my opinion, That wouldn't disappoint me. We are going to, at the end of like their time, we are going to see Brady Singer, Jackson Coard, Daniel Lynch, and Chris Bubich all as busts. <laughs> well, optimistic. Like, no. This kind of sucks because, like, not. Coard's not going to be a bust. Mm. All right. All He's been right. the one that looks the worst so far. He has been the biggest bust. Material. The only one that I see the real potential with at the major league level so far is Daniel Lynch. He's actually had some stretches, some games where I'm like, okay, this guy, I can see yeah, the appeal in this guy. Yeah. And he struggled too, but you know. And I think Singer. Wait, you, what did you say about Daniel Lynch? You think he could be? Worst. You think Lynch could be a bust? No, I I said that I think Daniel Lynch is the one guy that I've seen actual MLB potential out of. Oh, uh, okay. He looks good. Yeah. And Singer's agree. like, you know, I think Singer will always be like a, a third or a fourth guy in the rotation. I don't think he'll ever be something special. But, I mean, I could see a scenario where he could be a, a solid three or four for you maybe down the line. Kolar really worried me last year. He was getting rocked. I mean, that rookies not aren't, I don't know, rookies aren't supposed to be great. You know, they're not supposed to be Cy Young candidates off the bat. But in 11.2 ERA, and it's not in 30 innings. It wasn't like one inning. Like he got shelled. So uh, they're really going to need him to step up this year and show yeah. way better than that. Because so far... But I'm he, excited for Bobby Witt. I don't Bobby know. Witt. Hopefully on I don't the think we see roster. him on opening day. I don't think we see him on opening day. Don't think Dude, he's on the roster? Dude, better think he... see him on opening day. So who, here's a question. Prado, Melendez, or Bobby Witt? Which one has the best shot at being on the opening day well, roster? Well, it's Bobby. Okay. No, well, so th- actually, no, actually, Prado. 
Prado. I I think both Prado and Bobby Witt will be on the opening day roster, to be honest. I think once this, yeah, I think once I think this lockout is over. Gotta throw them in there. I think once this lockout is over, Carlos Santana's getting moved. I think they would have done it by now. I just don't Dude, think he was just a shambolic pickup. I mean, look, the first half of last wasn't year wasn't bad. Yeah, I was gonna say the he first wasn't half of bad last year he got on base half. a lot, he walked a lot. He was doing some good things for us, but the second half, after the All-Star break, the dude just went completely downhill. And unfortunately, considering his age, that might be the new Carlos Santana we're going to see. So that's kind of what I was saying. Trade him at the deadline last year, even if it was for a bag of jelly beans. But, you know, it it is what it is at this point. I'd be fine to see him move off. uh, And I wouldn't mind seeing Prado start first base opening day. That would actually be fine with me. All right. All right. Well, if nobody else has anything to add to today's podcast, uh, go ahead and end it here. Wildcard Weekend. We'll be back next week with our thoughts and recaps on that. Hopefully, the Chiefs don't choke to Pittsburgh, or else this is going to be a very violent and depressing podcast next week, if John and Josh would even show up for that. Uh, But other than that, this has been Primetime Kansas City, and we'll see you next week. Peace.